Hello, welcome to Movie Quest, a podcast um, about movies. I really messed that up completely. I did in my head. I was like, it was perfect. I had this like... I thought it sounded pretty good. That's right. All right. Okay, cool. That's good. Well, welcome to Movie Quest. Each week we watch a film and we talk about it. Usually there's another person here um, who helps us go through that. But this week we've got a guest. Um, But before I introduce him, um, I'm here with my co-host, Anthony. Hello. Uh, and my name is Aaron. Uh, we make up two thirds of Movie Quest. I think Johnny's currently like on the side of a hill somewhere. Isn't yeah, it? he sent us a picture, and it was like a tent and like nothing else. <laughs> the storm. Yeah. Um, well, this week we're, we're joined by Phil, our good hey. friend. Hello, Phil. Hi, guys. Nice. That was, that was a good intro. Strong. <laughs> <laughs> Strong. It's one of those when you um, when you sit down to do a podcast and you sort of start speaking, you're like. You don't know if it's gonna like. Oh yeah, is it gonna pay off? It's gonna be no payoff. Well, All you gotta do is just keep speaking, and then nice. hope. It's hope. It's fine. No one listens to it anyway. It's alright, isn't it? Well, what? I, so sort of like a new segment. What we're gonna start doing is um, bringing guests on. Yeah, occasionally when we need to. Yeah. Yeah, and they'll choose a film for us to watch, and then we will hit on it the entire time. No, <laughs> yeah. that's nice. that's <laughs> not true. Um, so on my notes because um, it says talk about Phil I put edgy sports worker musician uh, I was like how, how do we know him I was like we know it. everything yeah I don't know like I was like yeah. he's just he's, he's a mate yeah <laughs> yeah we go to the same church don't we Phil we do yeah and we've known I've no, I think, I'm trying to think how long I've known you for now it's got to be at least seven or eight years re- now yeah I reckon it's it is like I've been here coming on eight years yeah. so it would be just under that yeah yeah. What What do you do, Phil? Do you want to tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, that's that's probably a introduce better, yourself yeah, to, a bit, the, yeah, to okay, our, our many listeners. It's a very random thing that I do, and I basically talk about football shirts for a living. Believe it or not, that's a job. Um, and a lot of people say, "What do you mean you talk about football shirts?" Like, but literally, I write blogs. I spend my day on Twitter, basically, um, talking about shirts. And the company that I work for are like a football shirt. Mm. Football boot, football price comparison site, basically. Oh, right. Okay. Um, yeah, and how I got to that job is pretty random because I did study music. Uh, and this film, very much, as we'll go into, is kind of like, I think that got me through my degree in some ways. <laughs> Spoiler alert. But anyway, uh, yeah, I talk about football shirts. Wow. That, that is a very, like, that's a, I was saying this a few Yeesh. months ago. It's a very modern. Like, yeah. If you, if you imagine going back <laughs> to, like, your parents or whatever. What's your song idea when he grows up? Like, oh, maybe they like work in a factory, or maybe you're like, maybe you'll be like a doctor, or you know, like these sort of classic yeah. jobs. No, like, you're gonna work. You're gonna work talking about football shirts. It's like such a random. It's thing. like when I tell people, I hate to use the word influencer because it sounds pretentious, <laughs> but I say I'm a football shirt influencer, and they're like, and obviously above probably our age bracket, it's like, come on, what mate. Is that? Yeah, you yeah. know, that's not paying the bills. This, yeah. this guy's not a millennial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so so kids, if you're listening and you, you know you want to talk about films for a living or anything for a living, you know it's a thing. Yeah, I mean, you like, I'm, I'm I'm guessing you got this because you've got you've you've been a big you've been quite passionate about football shirts for quite a while, yeah. Yeah, it was weird. Like, I I was in the job before, and after a couple of years, I was like, it wasn't going anywhere. So when I was looking for a new job, I was pretty open and. Yeah, I'd, I'd had like a bit of a side kind of thing on, on eBay, basically. I'd spend I'd spend a lot of time on eBay mm. looking at shirts. I just loved, like, in some ways, football itself wasn't like a big passion. You know, I, I follow football a lot, but 
I love like all the kind of weird shirts yeah. and you know all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. I, I love when you get and people get into like these little niche or little hobbies yeah. that they're just absolutely into. Like oh, yeah, yeah, it's 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 like it makes it makes well, it makes life interesting, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. And like especially being on Twitter, like particularly mm. this past year, it's really funny as you say, any niche, people come out of the woodwork and really kind of eccentric people. You know, people that are kind of now like acquaintances, really, that mm. I'll never, might never meet. But, you know, you form this kind of community on there. And that that's really fun uh, to kind of be part of that. Because you say it is a niche, but at the same time, it's it's got a bit of an audience, which yeah. has been fun to... Yeah, it's, it's growing. Yeah. It's definitely growing. Like, it's on, it's on my radar. Because like, I would say that I'm pretty into football. Uh-huh. And, like, it, you can see this sort of rise of like not so just sort of like culture around it yeah just mm. like creating new types of shirts mm. like putting you know you see like graphics designers like putting like um like t- two teams shirts together yep. to create like yep. a you know like a, like the fa cup final that someone did one on, on the bbc website and yeah, then yep. there's loads and loads of stuff like um, even on instagram like i'll be going mm. through and you'll see like all these like retro shirt stuff or yep. people that put the two together it's, 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 yeah yeah very interesting. Nice. Oh, cool. Nice. So, you know, from that, obviously, you must have picked the sports movie then. Surely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maradona. Actually, I, I want to see that. Yeah, we were talking we about maybe watching about that, that yeah. but then I think we just couldn't. We couldn't find a time that it was that it was working for us, and we were like, ah, might be a bit difficult to talk about anyway. Well, maybe so, I think maybe this this film's a bit, as you've already said, it's a bit closer to home. Is it? Mm-hmm. Would you say that it's probably one of your like favorite films? Yeah. Like, it, and it was great when when Anne asked me, like, you know, pick a film. And yeah, th- this one really stuck, st- stood out, and particularly because I'd like to say the personal connection. Right? Yeah, can we know. just say what the film is? I mean, like you know, <laughs> people will have downloaded this op- episode and seen the name <laughs> of the film, but can you announce what the film actually is, Aaron? Inside Levin Davis is the film that we'll be yes. be talking about today. The Coen Brothers. Yep. One. That's yeah. the that, was a, that was a strong intro. <laughs> Not mentioned in the film. Yes. Whatsoever. It's fine. It's uh, all right. So. Obviously, you've mentioned that uh, Inside Lewin Davis is, is probably mm-hmm. probably one of your favorite films. Have you got any it's other? Not Inside Lewin Davis. Lewin? Lewin? Yeah. Well, I think the Welsh should say Llewellyn. Oh, they? really? Llewellyn. Llewellyn. We'll say Lewin. Or, or oh, Lewin, Lewin. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I mean, you said Chernobyl instead of <laughs> Chernobyl. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Chernobyl, Chernobyl. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I, I, I've, been, I've been called it before for not pronouncing things properly okay, on this okay. podcast. <laughs> Sorry, Aaron, carry on. No, it's all right. It's all right. Um, so what other films would you would you put i don't want to say because you can't i don't think you can say this is my number one film because mm. i think tastes change yep but you might yep. have like a collection of films that you mm. would be like oh that's pretty good yeah it's a good question i mean i feel like my my film repertoire or my sort of knowledge is far too low than what i'd like it to be i'm one of these people who like i know what films i like but i haven't seen enough of them but in terms of films that stood out for me um I was saying to him before, like, personal connection, as you said, is a big thing. And I remember watching, of all, th- of all films, A Knight's Tale. And I loved Ooh. it. I love A Knight's Tale. Yeah. You know, this kind of Princess Bride type. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, you know, I can't think how old I would have been. But that, you know, obviously it's quite a, a um, an easy watch. But that... Is that with Heath? Heath Ledger, yeah. yeah uh, have yeah. you seen that? Aaron? I haven't seen this. I have seen it. Have yeah, seen yeah. It. Well, Very well, memorable well. scene when he goes into the church and he gets the holy water and he, like, uses it to, like... <laughs> put his hair back or something <laughs> i just remember being like what's so special about the water i don't really get it uh, exactly but, um yeah no and that and that's definitely a, a big one as, as a kid you know growing up 
But also, like, I mean, it's, it's a cliche, but Lord of the Rings as well. That's not cliche. Well, it's a, it's, a good, it's up there for a reason. It is. It is, isn't it? Hey, it won, it won Best Picture at the Oscars. That's it, which is pretty crazy, King isn't it? At the time, won the Best Picture. That must this be the, like, fir- the first I mean, fantasy film to do that. Maybe not, but... Um, um, possibly. I don't know. I don't know. No, I'm, sh- I'm sure there's been That's more. But you know what? I mean, yeah. again, we've got the we've got access to the internet. We could just pause this and then just like check. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, okay, so yeah, so yeah, like yeah. Lord of the Rings. Like, Lord of the Rings. What, so that was like. I mean, obviously, Lord of the Rings is just a classic. It but, is, yeah. But like, for, for, I mean, you got yeah. a, bit, a bit of a connection with that. Well, yeah, yeah. So my my dad's from New Zealand, so excellent, and which is great. And like, obviously, you know, um, because of that, it's like an institution. Anyone who's a Kiwi. It, um, do do you go? over a lot then or have you been have you been to new zealand sorry only that a couple a times question. yeah um but we have done the full sort of uh that's what i wanted tour. to get to we've been to hobbiton oh that oh, i am so I would love to go. We can talk, I can talk about that. the one thing though which did make me laugh is that they had a load of like gardeners there people yeah. kind of keep you know upkeeping it yeah and um, but they weren't dressed in in like hobbit clothes oh, oh, I was so disappointed. they were wow, in like black just, polo shirts just, like, wow. nice. and then also the the um <laughs> The Green Dragon had a bit of scaffolding on it when we went, so it kind of ruined the vibe. But no, it is an amazing place. I would, like, yeah. It's, I mean, worth a visit. I for would like to reasons. go. Just so far away. And it, well, you know what? If you like Game of Thrones, you could just bob over the pond and go yeah. see all the no- stuff in Northern Ireland. Yeah, it's, uh, nice. It's nowhere near as pretty as the as <laughs> uh, the um, Lord of the Rings one. So, nice. um. One of the questions I had is like, so what what attracts you to a film? But I Mm. think, as you've said already, like it's sort of about personal question. uh, Sorry, a a personal connection Mm. to to the film. So, what made you choose this film in particular Mm. for us to watch? Mm. So less about just like why. Yep. When you give us a little bit of a list, and we kind of chose ish between it, but why? Why? Mm. Yeah, I think for me, like this film. It was at a time in my life when I was finishing the third year of my degree, which was mm-hmm. like of a four-year course. And yeah. I, I studied music technology. So I went to uni, came came here, and um, everything up to that point in my life was geared towards music and getting a job in the music industry in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. But yeah. I quickly realized yeah. by the end of like the third year, or even the first year, to be honest, I was looking around at like, you know, everyone else in my year and I just wasn't as passionate about music. I wasn't, you know, as I wasn't spending all my spare time, you know, reading, watching, playing. You know, I was I was doing a bit of that, but you know, I felt like I was always one step behind. Yeah. And that yeah. and that feeling only grew more and more. So by the end of my third year, I was about to go into my final year mm-hmm. and I was like really disenfranchised with music i was like you know what i'm just ticking the box here now yeah um yeah and i was thinking i need i need something to like you know motivate me or tie this year together because obviously like you know degree is hard enough let alone feeling a bit kind of demotivated yeah absolutely absolutely so for whatever reason i i was thinking and i I guess at the start of my phone i was really thinking okay what is going to sort of tie all these different modules together because you know i'm doing like some sort of performance module there's a recording thing you know you're doing some written work and I was, I was kind of trying to think what is it that I really like about music and when I when I sort of stripped it back I was thinking actually it's like at the core and for lots of reasons like folk music has always been something which I've really come back to yeah yep, yep. you know like especially like when you're at uni you're like oh, 
surrounding all this amazing music but like for some reason folk music just always was like a kind of foundation mm. and um yeah it just so happened that this film had, had come out not long before and i was like okay this would be a good sort of thing to had, had you seen this at cinema when it came out or had, no no so this was so i think it had already been out um quite a few months for, um to when i saw it mm. um but i was definitely aware of it and i'd seen a few i'd seen um Oh, by the way, art thou? Previous film, so you know that was another kind of film I'd enjoyed. So, so yeah. Anyway, I watched Inside Lewin Davis, and it was like it was just so. It was really, really enjoyable. Like, not necessarily because it was a happy film or anything, but just to see the part um, that music played and the sort of messages that the film mm. was talking about music, and and the, just the songs themselves. So it ended up being a lot of my fun year really was geared around folk music and my individual project, which is like, you know, my, my um, kind of dissertation equivalent was mm-hmm. kind of very folky. Um, you know, a, a couple of the songs literally in the film I've played in the folk group. Like I was like, <laughs> and it was great when I brought, brought them to the folk group, people were like, oh, these songs are great. I was like, yeah, you just need to watch this film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, go, go now <laughs> yeah. quickly. Yeah. yeah, and even my folk teacher, who was like a real sort of traditional folk guy, he was like, yeah, actually, these songs are, are pretty good. And he was putting out all these like original recordings of the songs. And, and anyway, it was just, it you know, it just became like a kind of, it changed, I think, my attitude going to finding Good, it. yeah. So, um, yeah, I think without sounding too kind of, without exaggerating, it definitely um, helped get me through that funny. I think this film was definitely a catalyst for that. So, wow. yeah. so um, not to like, you know, put a plug in, but we both Ant and I have heard you play. I've seen you play live, uh, mm-hmm. and I would say, I would say, like the thing is, when you chose this film, I, I was like, oh yeah, like I can totally see, like its influence on your music already. I already knew that. I think, well, I, you know, I knew that you were into folk, uh-huh. but like you can, I you could see it definitely. Um, yeah, I could. When I watched this, I was like, oh yeah, okay, this, this makes sense now. <laughs> Yeah, these two things go together, and like, it's it's just really interesting because like, I just think it it encapsulates folk music. I mean, we're we're gonna get to that anyway. But mm. then again, what what you do as well is just it's a really good, amazing version of folk music, and it's a, I think it's a shame that um, there's so many amazing musicians that, especially I I know a lot of amazing musicians like yourself, who, you know, I wish I wish I could be like. It, world listen to this person they're really good like you would be into it you'd be into it um do do you have a a place where our listeners could maybe go and find Ooh, your yeah. music because i'm been, sh- it's been a while since i plugged yeah <laughs> i'm usually uh, pl- plugging a blog instead now these days <laughs> yeah so the best place would probably be uh Bandcamp. it's been a while since i plugged that but um if you if you head, head to Bandcamp and then search search my name phil dales p-h-i-l d-e-l-v-e-s um and then there's just a couple of eps on there but yonder was the my ip my yeah. project and yeah it was funny because it was like when i was trying to describe it to people it's like it's kind of folky it's kind of ambient i don't know how i'd describe it but <laughs> it was just a passion project really yeah yeah um absolutely yeah so you can you can listen to it all there um i think you can buy it as well if you if you fancy it but um yeah that's that's the best place it's really good oh and and i have both listened to it um, it's very good. So you should go definitely, definitely check it out. Um, and so obviously, as you know, in this podcast, we um, 
watch films and then sort of rank them together. Uh, so I'm just going to throw a few films at you and I would like you just to sort of potentially to rank them in, in uh, you know, what would be your favourite ones out of those? And if you haven't seen them, no worries, it's fine. I, I'm not, I'm gonna, I, <laughs> some of these, some of these are going a bit more, a bit random, aren't they? Yeah. Um, so... Uh, what, what, and do you, do you want to do the order? Do you, I feel like I've spoken loads and you've... you've not I'll, uh, I'll dig it up now. I mean, I ha- I do have it here if you want my phone. So, oh, uh, okay. I'm going to I'm gonna guess, I'm going to make a bit of a guess at how many films you might have seen. On this yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say you've seen two of these films. <laughs> I reckon that's probably quite okay. Oh, what you mean, like North by Northwest and a ghost story? Do you think you've seen both of those? Uh, no, I think you've seen Fifth Element. Yeah, yeah. And I think you've seen uh, Moana. Uh, you know, I'm not. You haven't? I okay. see that. Okay, okay, okay. We'll go for it. So, really... <laughs> Fifth Element, number one. <laughs> King of Comedy. You haven't seen that. Is it, this is not, not, not I don't think it's particularly well. Uh, you were never really here. Have you seen that? No. No. Ghost Story. <laughs> Moana. <laughs> Me and the Gang Girl. Sorry, what was that one, sorry? Yeah, North by Northwest, Bird oh, Box, man. Batman Robin, and Halloween. Have you seen Batman Robin? Yeah, yeah, I've seen Batman Robin. Okay, okay. Right. So, <laughs> I know those two, you've seen two films? Yeah, I've seen two of that. And um, what are they? So, the Fifth Film and Batman I've Robin? I mean, I've heard, I've heard enough about Bird Box to... Well, no, I, I should see it. I can't judge it without um, seeing it. No, no you, you should don't see need, it. You don't you need see to see it. it. <laughs> Definitely, you should see it. You'll okay. not get that time back if you watch it. So, <laughs> uh, so what are those two films that you've seen? Which one would you say... <laughs> I mean, you can't. Ra- I mean, it's so obvious. Okay, go on. Yeah. yeah. Well, pull it out. No, no, because if he says Batman, then. Oh, I mean, I, I, he's not going to say. It. I mean, no, I say Fifth Element, but but I mean, it, I mean, just just to know about the choice of Batman and Robin. Actually, that's interesting. That's an interesting. Choice. Yeah, I picked of all it. The, of all the. I picked it basically <laughs> because I I wanted to <laughs> knock Bird Box off the off the, the bottom <laughs> spot, okay. but it already got knocked knocked off the bottom spot by Johnny's own choice of Halloween. Brilliant. Um, Brilliant. But I, I actually, I, I know we talked about last week. I actually kind of, kind of enjoyed Batman and Robin. I know Johnny hated it, but I kind of enjoyed mm. watching it again. Anyway, let's move on. I, I mean, this. you know, like it, it wasn't the worst film we've watched this season. So that's just that. <laughs> so I Inside Lewin Davis. Inside Lewin Davis. Nice. Um, is directed by the Coen Brothers, as we all know. We've already mentioned one of the films. Um, they're also known for No Country for Old Men, A Serious Man, and more recently, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which we've talked about on this podcast yeah. already. Mm. Um, they make good films. Oh, yeah. That's mm. like, so anyone who's not seen this film just. They make good films. So go watch a Coen Brothers just film. A, just out of curiosity, what's your favourite Coen Brothers film? Well, you know, wait, before this film, what was your favourite? Uh, oh, it's between No Country for Old Men or A Serious Man. Um, I want to say... I'll tell you, you know what, actually, when we... I think you were there for this. We went to see No Country for Old Men yes. in the cinema yes, and it was nice. ruined by the audio issue that happened right at the end. Like, it sounded all squeaky, didn't it? Yeah, there's you know, there's, you know the scene, I'm going to uh-huh. be, for people who haven't seen it, there's a scene in a cabin right at the end where it's sort of like a monologue or like a, mm. a sort of tidy up of the whole 
the whole film. It's quite yeah. crucial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. completely ruined. Oh, yeah. Um, and so like yeah. for a long time, I was like, oh man, like this film was amazing, but I don't think it could have hit the, you know, the the impact it could have had if if that you know the audio mm-hmm. issue hadn't have um, occurred. So for a while, I would say a serious man is probably my favorite Coen Brothers film. Yeah, and I would. See, I've not seen a serious man, and having seen you kind of put it up there makes you really want to see it. It's I mean, I, yeah, I need to go back over all the the, the Coen Brothers films that I've not seen, but no, no country film would definitely be my number one before this. See, uh, for me, I really liked there's two I, I, that's enough for me is Raisin Arizona, okay, which oh, is very good film, really, really funny. Like, I didn't, I didn't know what I was going into when I was watching that, and I just absolutely loved it. Uh, which has got a Nick Cage film of Coen Brothers mm. is, is brilliant uh, and really slapsticky. And I also really like Fargo. Fargo is like oh yeah, yeah. Fargo. Fargo. That's true, and you know, oh brother, uh, oh brother, uh, oh brother, oh brother, where are they? Yeah. I haven't seen that. It's really there's good. A, there's a bunch. It's I went literally their right there. Actually, I went oh, through nice. their list after after watching this, and I was like, actually, there's quite a few I haven't seen. I need to go. I need to go back after I finished my uh, my re my watching of all of the. Stanley Kubrick films. Oh, nice. Um, I'll probably end up picking another director to start, start going through. You have been watching them for a long time. Oh, no, sorry, rewatching. I, I rewatched The Color Orange recently, actually. Ooh, we can very, th- very good. I, but we need to talk about that, but we can't talk about that. I don't know that. if we can talk about it. Yeah, we can talk about it here. It's, it's a bit much. Uh, the film stars Oscar Isaac, uh, Carrie Mulligan, Justin Timberlake, oh, yes. uh, and Kylo Ren, yes. <laughs> and uh, John Goodman. <laughs> I'm not. I will not talk about Carlo Ren's actual actual name because he's only in it for like two minutes. Um, it's basically about it's the week in the life of a a young singer, um, as he sort of navigates his way through the American folk scene in 1961. My first thing that I would like to talk about, or you know, my first, first sort of question is, what kind of film did you think this would be before you watched it? Uh, and and then after that, what type of film is it? Nice. So, what did I think it would be? I think I knew about the the folk musician element of it. So, um, I guess I expected it to be centered around a musician. But how that would look, to be honest, I didn't really know. I, I mean, I guess from what I'd seen, there was the kind of um, Definitely the vibe of a guy who's trying to find his way in, oh, yeah. in the scene. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you get that, you know, even if you just looked at the, the poster, you'd get that, you know. And But, yeah, I didn't, I must say, I didn't have much knowledge of, like, what New York was like at the time in terms of, mm-hmm. in terms of the mm-hmm. folk scene. So I was quite unsure about that, which, I, which was quite nice to go into. You know, I sort of didn't know, you know, was this going to be a happy story or a sad story? What, you know, how what was he going to be doing kind mm-hmm. of thing? So pretty, pretty blind going into it, which I think was... Uh, which it was good, um, and yeah, it it was a lot more than like, and then afterwards, in terms of what I thought the film was, yeah, oh yeah, like yeah, yeah it was more than just a little kind of you know, this is a, a musician. It was oh, like, whew, uh, it was. I do want to say that um, people f- who were involved in the, especially the New York folk scene at the time, said that it it certainly wasn't as sad mm. as it was depicted in the film. Um, okay. People said it was much happier, much like yeah. And I heard about. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about the guy. It was sort of loosely. Oh based yeah, yeah, on, yeah, yeah. He yeah. Was apparently, 
pretty much the opposite of, oh, really? of his character. Yeah, yeah. Character Dev, Dev von Rank. Yeah. Yep. Um, who, who's, yeah, loosely. The Coen brothers said that they based it off him, but he's not. It's, yeah, it's not like that because I think it's, it's, I think it's his wife that came out and was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" My husband wasn't like that. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, he was a nice man, and everyone was like, "Oh, yeah, he was really nice." But yeah. that's not to say that you know, like, there wasn't a a folk singer at the time who was mm. a real like sad kind of guy. Yeah. I mean, I mm. imagine this is probably true for a lot of struggling musicians. Absolutely, mm. absolutely. Yeah. I, so when I, I, I obviously I knew is a. But it's you know, based on a character who's a musician, struggling musician. I, I sort of, I knew it was a Coen Brothers film, so I thought it was going to have some humour to it. I thought because mm-hmm. most, I mean, not all their films like that, but a lot of their films have that sort of a bit, a little bit of comedic um, offerings on it. And I also thought like usually with these sort of films, it's usually about if it's a musician, it's usually about a musician breaking through, like you know, actually putting you know big. Breaking through, you know, between successful or put maybe recording like, like a really successful album or like yeah. maybe it's like a almost like a weird like a biopicy sort of thing. So I I thought when I was thinking of this, I was thinking about have you ever watched the film Once, the Irish yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Irish folk singer. Yeah. I I was yeah. thinking that. <laughs> um, so I love that film. Yeah, and I love how like it's very it's very different this film in terms of the mm. tone. And it's a lot more uplifting, even though it is sad in some ways. It is still a lot more uplifting, and it's again, it's more of a standard film of like a love story and like a sort of musical breakthrough of him actually finally being able to record his music. So I was, like, so I was sort of expecting a, probably a bit more plot and a bit more of a story with this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What I thought obviously was more of a, a character study yeah. mm. about and more of a tone study and more of a a time and place study really. Yeah, absolutely. It felt like. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, so I read some articles about like the Coen brothers definitely came out and said that like they didn't really have a plot for the film. Yeah. So they, I, did you read that they were saying? Oh, well, you probably get yeah. The cat. Yeah. Yeah. They added the cat as like a as like a like plot, a plot guide. Device, yeah. yeah. And it was like, <laughs> okay, I see that. I yeah, guess loosely. Yeah. yeah. I yeah very loosely, but you know, <laughs> yep. the cat was very effective in mm. this film personally mm. um there was like numerous accounts of like basically how um they're impossible to control yeah. or like you know not like a dog or something like that where you can sort of train it to do something <laughs> a cat would kind of just do what it wants so everything you know when he's on like the the um the train and stuff and oh, it's yeah. sort of like looking at itself and doing all these things like they're probably quite natural moments you know there's a bit yeah. where it looks very uncomfortable in a bar and it's like claws are mm. on like the the table and then it sees the milk and starts like licking it and it's like yeah it's just a very natural natural yeah. moment with uh with some cats actually you know that cat was completely cgi'd <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. it's actually just it's actually just a, a green a green screen hand uh, that someone was george lucas edits yeah. <laughs> wow so yeah i mean you guys have kind of knit hit the nail on the head as some would say um just about like you know what i thought before the film i kind of actually knew quite a lot about the film before going in because it's taken me this long to watch it and it's been a film that i've been interested in yeah i mean can i ask you, why haven't you seen this film oh, like it's made for you. yeah i know like, look all right and i was watching it and like i was like oh man this film is so good like yeah. why have i waited this long like i do this all the time to myself though i always like there's always something really good like a good album or a good tv program or something 
or a movie, for example, and everyone's like, oh, you should watch this, you should watch this, you should watch this. And then I'm like, yeah, yeah, I will, I will, I will. I'll get to it, I'll get to it. And then I just don't. Or I do, and then I'll message that person and be like, so that was pretty great. Uh, don't know why I waited, uh, but I shouldn't have done, but, you know, whatever. Um, but so more importantly, right, so because of the film centers around one character, which is uh, Lewin, mm. Lewin Davis, um, who is Lewin Davis? We sort of touched mm. on who his character is sort of designed, oh, sorry, um, is influenced by, but like who who do we mm. think Mr. Davis is? is or um what what is he about yeah i i think for me when i watched the film i I went through different sort of stages of relating to the characters so you know there's points where um i guess it's almost comical but when the cat sort of escapes and you're thinking oh man you know this is obviously like like it's the beginning of the unraveling really and things are going quite down for him but then equally, the, you see some other scenes and a lot of stuff which you don't actually see, but it's talked about with kind of um, the stuff with, with Jane and previous relationships and all that kind of, I guess, the the struggle and the mess, yeah, the often of his own doing. You yeah, know, absolutely. Sort of yeah. And it's this sort of, am I supposed to love him or hate him? And I, But I, I quite like that. It's sort of like, I think it leaves a lot up to us, really, in that sense, as the viewer. It's not sort of pushing us too far down a path, yeah. I think. Which I really appreciate because I think it's quite, it's quite, I'd say it's quite ballsy to make the main character in the film not particularly likable. Well, for me at least, anyway, I didn't particularly like the fellow that much. I I, like, I mean, that was for a lot of the characters in this film as well. I thought Mm. they made a lot of them not that nice and they were kind of like irritable and and a little bit miserable. (laughs) Like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm sorry to like, I got a few things written down here that I. This is my yeah. impression of Lewin Davis. He's yeah. like struggling, struggling musician, obviously. Yeah, he's miserable. Yeah, he's pretty <laughs> he seems sad. really tired and wore out, and just like fed yeah. up of his of his like mm-hmm. of, yeah. his, of his struggling life. He's a drifter. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really have any close friends, or and he doesn't really get on with his family at all. Um, and he's like seems a little bit mean in in, in spots. Although, like you know, he's kind of yeah, nice with, the, with some of the people he deals with. Yeah, but then I think as a kind of counter i know i talked about some of his unlikable qualities but the stuff with his his bandmate and again yeah. you don't yeah. see him much yeah, this is, you, yeah and that i think again fascinating you don't see a lot of him you hear him it's and it's um marcus mumford isn't it he yeah. voices him in the yes, song absolutely yeah um but seeing that gradually unravel when you and hearing that he commits suicide mm. and trying to think how much of that has had an impact yeah. on him oh, as it's, a person? It's, it's, as, it's huge. Yeah, as I was writing this down today, like the more I was writing about it, I was thinking about this, this all these characters, like having is it Jay and his, his ex, and and like him as a character, and how and all this sort of chaoticness going on. And I, I was thinking, oh, they're all like really miserable, and they're all really angry at each other. And then I was thinking, oh, it kind of makes sense though, if like they've had this tragedy happen in, mm. their, in their life, and it's like. It sort of like bulldozed all their sort of relationships, and it's all gone into chaos. And it's sort of, mm. you sort of get in that. The, the problem I had with it, and I don't want to get into too much. We'll talk about this later on, but just how like as you first come into, I mean, it's a film definitely that it, it's better to watch. I imagine to watch a couple of times, you get more out of it. But as you come into this, it's sort of like trying to piece stuff together, and you're like, oh, all these characters are like are all really horrible. What's going on? And, and, yeah. and it's sort of hard to take in. Do you not think that? Okay, so his ability to 
have a conversation with another human being is is pretty bad. Like he's not great at talking to other people. But when it comes to him portraying the other side of him, the more mm. humane side, when it comes to him singing, like I think he portrays a side of him that is like intimate, sad, lonely, but also like it's a, it's a, it feels like an outcry mm. of a musician and it, it's something that i i almost like i fell in love with it straight away because i was like oh he he and and like this is a, a, you know because all, all the music was recorded live and it was, it was done it was done by oscar isaac and uh, marcus mumford like it and well obviously justin as well thinking about it anyway whatever and, and carrie mulligan oh yeah and Ka- yeah Joseph, every, everyone yeah. everyone had a, everyone had a go yeah yeah, yeah. Even Kylo, um, but essentially, like, he was the best bit of the whole. Yeah, he was. Actually, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so essentially, like, Oscar's ability to portray this this person through music was just amazing. Mm. I was taken back by every time he performed, even to the silly bit in the car when he was being a douchebag and like trying to be annoying to John Goodman's character. Like, yeah. I was just like, oh my goodness. Like Oscar, if you wrote music like this and just like released it, I would buy it. That's so true, yeah. Like it's so good. Like he's such a good guitarist, and I think mm. yeah. So anyway, back back to my original point, I just think like yeah, though his he he struggled to speak with people and talk to them and probably tell them how he really felt. And mm. um, there's only maybe one moment in the film where I think he really shows him true is is sort of true colors is when um i think it's with carrie mulligan's character it's essentially they're in a room and, and they're having this like big spat and like the the argument sort of simmers down and it just he sort of finishes the, the competition with like i love you and it's like not as like a, i love you as oh you're romantically love it's like i love you you're my mate like mm-hmm. i'm glad you're here and i think that was the first sort of real conversation where i was like okay yeah you see there is someone in there that is a lovable like mm-hmm. likable person but he sort of protects himself with this like awful demeanor of being an awful human being mm. but i just i just don't think he is because his music does not portray that mm. in a, in a, in a way uh obviously we've talked about um uh, davis um is there any other characters you guys want to talk about in particular funny or or whatever really i as a few of note i have yeah i i really the, the characters i enjoyed I really like the army guy. Oh, he's great. Oh, yeah. I just Super liked him. Way, yeah. And he was like completely opposite of every character in this film. Like, he's just this really nice, just like, just like. Super, yeah, Super nice clean. guy. Yeah, 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 completely square. But like, also, <laughs> good singer. Uh, I liked him. I liked, uh, what was the character's name? But, but I'm going to say Kylo Ren now. What, what's, his, what's he called? Uh, uh, oh. Uh, he, he, he had a kind of stage Al name. Cody. Yeah, Al Cody. Al Cody is his stage Cody. name. And it's like. I, I I really wanted to see more of him and more of Justin Timberlake. I feel like they were really underused in the film. Like hmm. for me, like I really the best for me the best. I know this is you guys probably disagree with me. The best scene or the most fun scene in the whole film is them singing. Um, Our yeah, space. what is it? Yeah, he's <laughs> pretty great. One. Please, Mister Kennedy. Yeah, that that <laughs> whole <laughs> song was so good. I, I really I really wish they had had more of them. I was I was so film. annoyed because. I mean, when he when they talked about uh, do you, do you want the money now or you could do the royal oh, thing? I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? But obviously, at the time, and, and I didn't realize the first time watching it, but then the reason that he takes that money up front, yeah, is to pay for the abortion, yeah. Yep. He goes to the doctor, and yeah. he says, It's yeah. on me. Yeah, you know, the last one, you know, didn't go through. It's <sighs> like, 
Oh man! And yeah. then later on, they were like, "Oh, we think that song's gonna be a hit." And I was thinking, like, <laughs> "Yeah, this is just a testament to this dude's life. Yeah. It's a yeah. car crash. Not, nothing can go right for him." Oh man! So uh, it's Adam Driver, not Kylo Ren. Come on, come on. Oh sorry, Adam Driver. And he, I loved all the little. I just love. I love that character. I just love. He was a really good character. Just like the, all the little like oh and all the weird noises and stuff he made. It was brilliant. So yep. when Justin sits down, right? This is what I wrote because I was sat next to Heather. I was like, "So." Just, Justin Timberlake just walked in. Is is that Justin? Yeah. Yes, definitely Justin. His beard is bad. Those are my comments. <laughs> like I was like, whoa. Okay. Did yeah. I, did anyone notice uh, when they were recording that please Mr. Kennedy song? Um did anyone notice that in the background there was a guy on bass and he was just was. going for it? He was just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. he was like, yeah, I'm gonna play the double bass. It was amazing. <laughs> I was just like me and me and Mel were just like, look at that dude in nice, the background. Nice. Oh, were you any any? Uh... Yeah, I mean, I. I... There's lots of little moments. I think John Goodman's character was really interesting. He was incredible. Yeah, and I reading afterwards, I think it was him or some, or maybe one of the one of the Coen brothers saying that that was kind of maybe one of the directions that Lewin Davis's life could have taken. That he could have become that sort of character, albeit in a different sort of uh, music scene. But this sort of like really. Um, pessimistic incredibly yeah. cynical yeah, yeah character and it, interesting to think that that you know is one way that it could go in the future obviously a pretty bad way in many ways but um yeah his character and obviously he's the kind of perfect guy to play that oh absolutely sort of role, wasn't he yeah and i think the way that they stylized him you know with his two canes and yeah. his haircut where it was like sort of straight but it's like chopped weird as well yeah. and like the fact that he just kept like falling asleep yeah. like and it was it was also really perfect because it it because he was such an annoying character in a, in a way, right? And they were traveling across across America. Uh, for me, it really drummed in the point of like how big America is, mm. how long. Well, went from New York to Chicago. It's not that. I mean, it's far. Yeah, but in the 1960s. Yeah, it, it is and, far, but it's, yeah. And you've got to think like as a, a musician with no money, that yeah. must, it must yeah. be pretty true to how, how it must have sort of felt. It was just like never ending in a, in a yeah. way. And I really loved that the fact that the Coen brothers spent so much time mm. in the car or just the whole traveling scene. And yeah. then also that, that scene where, um, you know, where the, the driver gets arrested. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then you just like, he gets out of the car, obviously yep. leaves the cat, but the, and, 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 and he's just had an overdose. Yeah. 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 Oh. They've dumped him in the car and there's that shot of the, of the, um, well, there's no key. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. It's so good. Oh man. I just, but I really like the sound, the sound, and that's when it was just sort of walking down. It was like, and there's like this low, like hum, and it's just like, it's just like, oh, his life is is real, real bad. Like this is this is a tough moment for uh, Mr. Davis. Um, any other characters? Uh, I really struggled with the Carrie. Carrie Mulligan. She was angry. Right she was angry. Yep. She she just, I yeah, I just didn't like. Because when you first, I think when you first meet her, or maybe not, I'm not sure. When the first time you meet her, she's it's when she's singing, and you're like, "Wow, this is amazing! Mm-hmm. You know, really beautiful song." Like she look, you know, she looks quite like she looks not as fierce as she actually is. And then you actually mm-hmm. get to see her, and you're like, you actually meet her, and she talks, and you're just like, "Yeah, wow." And there's there's obviously a lot of baggage, isn't there? Oh, which yeah. you can't. They try to explain, but really, you know, that seems like the tip of the iceberg, doesn't mm. it? Because you're right, there's so much and She's just anger. so exasper- exasperated with him. Yeah. Like, she just thinks he's a total loser. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And there's just no holds back. I mean, she plays it really well. Like, mm. Karen Milligan, I don't think I've ever seen her play a, quite a character quite like that. Usually she's, 
she I mean and also for that bit of trivia, she's you know in Drive, she's uh, also uh, Oscar Isaac and and her yeah, in Drive, yeah, aren't they? Of course, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. But like, yeah, she usually plays a completely different character, so it's quite quite not shocking, but I don't know. It 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 was interesting to see, but again, I did, I don't just because I quite like characters that I I quite like watching characters that I I, I like. And she yeah, was very absolutely. That's so like, I, I, I struggled with that fair. that part of it. Like hmm. what? Hmm. Like I, I, why? Why do you think that is? That, that I struggled with that. Yeah, that like, like yeah, like. I think I just I enjoy. I mean, even characters that are, that are good to hate or whatever. I, I guess I'm not sure to be honest. I think it's probably because she's like quite a real person and, and she's like obviously mm. you come into this and you're seeing that there's so much pain in there yeah and you're like you're seeing just like her outbursts and her like lashing out so you're not seeing her you're not seeing the whole picture i guess mm. but it's still hard to I, like i mean even if i met someone like that in real life it'd still be hard to be very, yeah very like, aggressive mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i think yeah. that that again i have a similar similar sort of like like some sort of feeling towards her like she was just aggressively angry not just mm. to um lemon like like just angry at the world oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um for various things and i think a lot of it was to do with her friend friend's yeah, death I guess, yeah yes um again at the time watching it i, d- I didn't clock that it, it took me a while until i mm-hmm. realized like oh that's that makes sense that to why they're like this all their relationships seem to be like falling apart yeah so on that like just on tone and mood how do you think how did you find, sorry, the, the general tone or mood of the film? Like maybe not just the anger and the characters of the sadness, but maybe like mm. the general aesthetic, maybe the sound. Mm. I don't know, like what? Because I think you can get a lot of emotion through the various things. Mm-hmm. Well, Aaron, how, how did you find it? Go on, join Oh, sorry. Ant was gesturing at me and I was like, oh. Um, I just like, Heather said it was a lot of Brian's there was a lot of like rustic or rusty colors mm. in it. Mm-hmm. And that really, I think helped portray where all the characters were at in, in this time in, in mm. their, in their life. Um, the biggest thing that I would say, the biggest thing or the thing I would most liken it to is anyone ever read any Raymond Carver books or, or no, short stories. I haven't. No. They, this film felt like a Raymond Carver book. Uh, Maybe have you heard of the one um what we talk about when we talk about love? Which is basically just a bunch of short stories, just like a moment in someone's life right. and then it's gone. Mm-hmm. And 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 this this is what this film felt like. I felt like a Raymond I was watching a Raymond Carver book film mm. thing. Um and the signs, like for example, the sign design in it was just I love. I just love films that have really natural sounding sign design. Yeah, that's it. You know where you hear the signs of New York, or the car yep. door is just very prominent. Or, um, it's almost like sign design where you, you don't have to clock. It's there. Oh, yeah. It just works. Oh yeah. It feels like you're literally you know you're, you're breathing and living yeah. in the world. Yeah. Natural. Yeah. Just yeah. so natural. Yeah. And 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 films that do that, I just they just grip me straight away. Yeah, I, I, in terms of the tone or the mood, there's a couple of things I wrote down in my notes. It was like, okay, it was really cold. It felt like you were in, in yeah, winter in yeah, New York. Yeah. And he's, all the characters kept on mentioning that he doesn't have a, a winter coat and you just think, oh man, <laughs> this poor guy. Um, it was felt, yeah, like you're saying with the colours, really muted. The whole, like all the 
palette was really muted. And yeah. Like, mm-hmm. the, I, can't, I can't remember any particularly, like, not particularly, like, colourful setting, really. Probably um, the recording studio was the closest we got. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Bright. A bit of brightness. A little like, bit of brightness, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's probably it, yeah. It's just the whole thing felt quite melancholic. Mm. melancholy that's the one yeah uh and just like it was quite weary i just felt yeah i felt watching this guy you could just like you could feel his weariness and his tiredness coming through um he's i guess like his exasperation with the cat and his life and his family and the fact that he he spent all his money on the on on to go join the uh what's it the 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 marie what's the maritime yeah it was some sort of What's it called? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> naval base. Yes, yeah. and he's like wasted all his money on it, and he can't get mm. it back, and he, he's anyway, just like exasperation the mm. whole time. Um, but I guess like it sort of goes hand in hand with the folk music because the folk mm-hmm. music, a lot of his music, a lot of his lyrics, really sad, mm-hmm. really like mm-hmm. wistful and weary, and just like yeah, de- mm. definitely they got tied together really well. Yeah, and I think like in terms of mood, I. Like one scene, it's probably my favorite scene actually in the whole whole film is when he goes to his dad. And oh yeah, there's good. his dad who, and again, I love that they don't have to ex- explain too much, but there's obviously a lot of a lot of history. It's and a really simple way it's shot as well. It's like. so simple, and and the way that like, just watching his dad as he as he's playing that song, and there's a moment when he just closes his eyes, turns his head. Yeah, you, you don't know exactly what's going on there, but clearly the music or whatever it is that there's some sort of release, some sort of like moment of purity. And again, this is really kind of stern looking guy. Very... And you're really waiting for him to say something. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I love that it just sort of, again, just leaves it. It's not. Kind that of, feels like that. Uh, that's this whole film wrapped up yeah, in, 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 exactly. in, in one scene. Is exactly. Like as for me, as a viewer, like I know you guys, obviously you guys both really like this film. I, I felt as I was watching it, I was wanting it to to, to happen more. I was wanting yeah. it to, to uh-huh. pick up and for something good to happen to him, and it just kept leading me along. And no, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, he's going to Chicago. He's going to he's going yeah. to in front yeah. of this manager guy. Oh no, it's not going to work out for him. No, yeah. he's going to have to get back on it, get his coat out. He's, oh, he's going to have to you know hitchhike back on the in, in the ice. He's going <laughs> to run over a cat. Um, all this stuff is just never going to go right for him. Yeah. And that scene. Where he's in front of his, and you think, oh, maybe we can have this beautiful moment where his dad's gonna hug him or yeah. gonna say something to him, like, you know, you're all right, I'm, I'm happy for you, son, or whatever. Nope, just complete right. silence, and then it cuts to him talking about, nurse, can you come help me? My dad's, my dad needs cleaning up, his, you know, whatever. Like, yeah. and he's, he's yeah. obviously there, sold himself, and you're just like, yeah, this film is just unrelenting in terms of oh, like man. its its tone and That's mood. Great. Did you not find it quite funny at times? <laughs> I actually laughed oh, yeah. audibly yeah. multiple times. A couple of times, I'll be honest. Oh, John Goodman made me laugh. <laughs> it felt, because you know you were talking about the Coen brothers being like, sort of, there's like a lot of comedy in their films. Mm. Yeah. And then, mm. yeah, you, you like you've just sort of said, like you didn't really find that this film had that. I actually find it. Yeah multiple occasions i was like oh that's really really funny obviously I like the- i was wanting myself to find stuff more funny than it was i think okay. some bits some bits were yeah there's like a couple of moments but a lot of time i mean okay recording yeah. studio that yeah that was <laughs> brilliant really that's why i wanted more Choice. of that i wanted Choice. more of those characters because they're so good yeah or uh just like the bit you know where the guy's like oh can i bum a cigarette and then oh, the guy's yeah. like oh no i'm gonna left and then literally Next you see like it, yeah. uh oscar's <laughs> character just like looking at him and being like and I was like, oh, he's got a cigarette. And yeah. I, sh- I thought, but even though I knew the joke, the joke still landed. And I was like, that was nice. that was funny. Um, yeah. And a lot of his like one quick 
like one-liners. I just thought were just like so yeah. perfect. It's true. Some of those early like bits with Carrie Mulligan. Yes. Are great. They're yes. so like you know quick between each other. Yeah. And br- completely brutal. But yeah, really, really. Or you know when they they stop having the argument because he goes to grab the cat and then yep. he comes back in and then they, she go or he goes where were we and he's like oh somewhere between loser and this and I was like yeah this is like this is good <laughs> this is good yeah good film good film mm. um. So I want to get to like probably the main focus of the film. Now. Like I, I would say it's the, the bit that's most encapsul- encapsulating for me. Um, what did we think of the music? Um, uh, how do you think the film's portrayal of the folk slash musician sort of... Wait, let me try and rephrase that. How does the film portrayal... Portray, sorry. Oh, you know what? This, this is why I sent you these questions. And there was a typo. It's like this. This whole sent. This whole thing didn't make any sense. And I was like, oh, trying to. I was trying to tell Heather what like questions I'd sent you. And like, I realized I was like, oh, that that doesn't make any sense. Um, how do you think the film portrays musicians? And do you think it 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 does them justice? Mm. Um, nice. I mean, I I think I I can't think the exact quote, but there was a line I think early on where, um. I don't even know who said it, but they, they summed up folk music as it's music that's never been new, but never grows old. Oh, yeah. That's great. I mean, I'd never heard that sort of that description, huh. but that I thought that was perfect. You know, mm-hmm. in terms of like... Doesn't he say as well after he sings one of his songs, like it's... It's the same song he sings at the start of the film and the end of the film. Yep. But I think after he finishes it, he says, oh, you've heard that one before, yep. but it's still good anyway, or whatever. He said something yep. like, yeah, it's a similar sort of thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think... Because there is a bit of a mystery to fit music, I think. You know? Oh yeah. Like, and I, I think that's part of the, I guess, the magic of it, isn't it? Because it's not, um, it's not so much defined by kind of like the the musical like instrumentation or things like that. It's much more about just the root of, just, um, storytelling. Yeah, I would it? say and so. I think, yeah. And that was that was great. I think it was really like tactfully done. You could tell there was obviously a lot of thought behind it. Um, so it, it didn't feel like a kind of musical in that sense. It wasn't just like, oh, we're going to do some folk songs because folk's cool. It was very like, um, yeah, I thought it really kind of, it made me think about it a lot more deeply, Yeah, which was great. Yeah. Um, even as somebody who really likes folk music and I really enjoyed that. I like, I just like, again, I've already reiterate the point that like I totally respect the, the cast and team for like making it authentic, making it live. Like I think that really helped mm. get, the emotion of the music across um but in the way that it was shot as well like that intimacy um just really helped i think it helps the viewer who um especially if you're not into folk music i think it really shows you this is what folk music is like this realness this like it's it's earthy it's 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 beautiful it's sad it's happy it's it's just like mm-hmm. this it's just a connection with usually because folks music is quite usually quite simple mm-hmm. and it just really really just worked well I think. yeah i think it's quite brave for them as well to a lot of the time i think primarily most of the songs they would just sing the song in in, in its entirety yeah and they mm-hmm. didn't really cut or do much mm-hmm. of it mm-hmm. they just sort of let the performers perform which i thought was quite quite but quite bold um mm. Just let the, and they just let the music sort of speak for itself, really. I guess that that also means that it sets, it adds to the you know sets the setting the tone of the movie. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, like, 
in terms of like folk music, I I enjoy it. I don't necessarily listen to a lot of it, but when it's like if you if I go to like as a local pub that well I used to I don't know if it still does, but you, that we would go to and they'd play folk music on certain days, and it's not something I'd like actively be listening to like during the week or anything for me because I'm not really like that you know passionate about it. But I'd happily go and watch it live perform live, and there's certain you know it is kind of it is a beautiful like genre, uh, but also it's quite. I guess it's quite um it's it's because it's so deep and it's so like like strong in its emotions it's kind of ha- not hard to listen to but it's like you have to really really go with it and it's, it takes you to a lot of places so it's not like hmm. an easy listening is it it's pretty like yeah you you see you're hearing someone like you know put all their like emotions and all like laying out like their struggles in life into the song or whatever anyway so yeah i i yep. I enjoyed it. I think it definitely worked well in this film. Like, I, I, well, I, I wasn't necessarily looking at my watch and thinking, "Oh, is this going to end or whatever." I was kind of transfixed, with, you know, during the sing, during the songs. Definitely. Uh, mm. There was like three kind of key moments that I would say that really like drummed it in for me. So I'll, I'll do it in sort of from worst moment to best moment. Um, so the scene where he's drunk and he's. Oh, like throwing abuse at this oh, lady yes. who's on screen, yeah, yeah. right? And I'm not, I'm, I've never, I've never, as a musician, a musician, I've never, I've never crossed that line. I, but I've certainly judged people mm. that I, I've, I've played with, mm. which is awful of me to say, and 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 I shouldn't have done it. But you know, it's that kind of like a musician, especially someone um, mm. like Mr. Davis, like it. He just obviously knows that he's good at his trade and he has like a certain standard. And if someone isn't anywhere close to that, I'm not saying that she wasn't good. I'm just saying that like it wasn't anywhere near what he wants from it. And he was just willing to just like go at her and tell her that she she isn't good enough. And that's why when when she him getting punched or whatever, I was like, that's kind of justified because, you know, the second one was one that um i definitely definitely associate with it's when you're with a bunch of people and someone has a guitar and goes oh you play music do you want to play oh yeah and you're like oh man yeah i I, i'm not a musician but you both you guys both are yeah and i sort of understood like but for for me when i looked at it i was like these guys they like really love his music enough that they like know the lyrics to it and like they they like you know welcomed him to, they yep. welcomed him into their home and he's just like completely flipped off and got real upset with him and sh- sh- you know, shouting and screaming whatever. So I understand it from a point of view of I guess you feel like a performing monkey sort of thing, mm-hmm. but uh-huh. also like it, it, I guess it's weird because they're like his biggest fans sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and, absolutely. And he doesn't yeah. care. Like it's weird. But I mean, for you guys who are musicians, yeah. how that feel? Well, I think, you? yeah, you're absolutely right because I think that whole element of them being such big fans in itself, I think, um, and obviously there's so much like almost like that trigger point when when um, uh, the host starts kind of singing the harmony and and I guess to me, like it's hard to know exactly what's going through his mind, but I guess it's all sort of like, like, um, unraveling in terms of him thinking, hang on, is this like, is this where I'm at? Yeah. Like, is this kind of, I've peaked and this is now the rest of my life. Yeah. And, and like, all like, you know, and, you know, obviously I'm sure at one point he would have valued those guys' friendships and that kind of thing. But 
really thinking about, oh man, that, that's it. Like, well, I mean, I, I, I guess for those guys, though, he probably like they don't seem they're not very cool people. They don't no, seem the kind no, of guys exactly. he would hang out with. No. It seems like he sort of uses them because they he, they'll give him a place to stay, yep. sort of thing. Um, but also, like, I guess a part of it is because she was singing. The song he was singing was a song yes. he sung with his partner, with his exactly. music, music, musical partner. So is that sort of intertwined with, with her singing his role and stuff? I guess that makes mm. sense where you get upset. Um, okay, just a separate note to all that is one of the best comedic moments of the film is when she she run, grows off crying and then she comes back with the cat. <laughs> yeah. And she starts scra- sh- she's shouting at him, where's his, cr- uh, where's his scrotum? Where's his scrotum? And it's just like, that's amazing. That was like, <laughs> really good. She was, she she was, was yeah, like, that That is that is like a definitely a Coen Brothers like yeah. line. You wouldn't probably get that in many other films. <laughs> I'd say, so the, the last one is, is probably the one I identified with the most and i think that's why it had the impact that it did have mm. but you know when he he sort of grossman the it's this oh, yeah. it's the scene where he plays the song to grossman yeah right so you'll 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 understand this phil like you know when you're about to go on stage mm-hmm. and you're about to play for the first time and so um uh Lohan basically like sort of goes okay uh I'm ready. And then goes into the song. You know, he's sort of like, yep. he's building himself up yeah, to, get, to do it. Because it's like, yep. oh, okay, yep. I can't get out of this now. I've just got to go perform. Yeah. And for me, that really hit the nail on the head of how you feel before you start mm. to play. Because you just, you, you just, you're on stage or whatever, whatever. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I've just got to do it now. That's Here it. we go. Hope this first note's right. And then he just goes into it. And then you see him sort of just like, he's like, oh, I'm in my comfort zone. Yeah. Actually, I'm fine. The music has me. Mm. And I was like, that is how you feel when you're about to perform to someone. That nice. That is a good, good, good job. Yeah. Well done, Coen Brothers. Well done, Oscar Isaac. Yeah. That was class. And and then as well, the best bit is, well, one of the, not, it's not good, but like when he goes, oh, you should be a double act. And oh, I was like, man. yeah. Yeah, and the yeah, best bit of advice I can give you is get back with your partner. Uh, yeah. And see, and I love like, again, the reaction because I expected that moment for him just to lose it. Yeah. He's lost it a couple of times. Yeah. And I really enjoy it. I was surprised by his reaction of like, yeah, that's good advice. And obviously, you know, there's all the stuff going on with, like again, in his mind, no doubt. And, and the sadness and, but just, uh, I don't really know if you'd call that just acceptance or realization or just complete despair. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but there was a lot in his face um and obviously Graceman has no idea he's oblivious but that was an amazing scene it was beautiful it's probably my, probably one of my favorites mm. has anyone got any other thoughts before we wrap this up i'm gonna go first because i know you guys i, I just want to get my stuff in before you guys you know <laughs> go on and on about how amazing this film is um <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna bring i've been trying to keep my sort of like negative sort of views on this film a little bit further back you should just a ruin, man. I don't want to ruin this for you guys I'm just going to quickly go for it right not loads but basically I for me this film I just really wanted it to be better the whole way through like I really because I've watched some, you know quite a few other Coen Brothers films and they've they've hit so much more of a peak to me this just it felt like it just just or just round like just in the next couple of scenes, it's gonna get good. It's it's just like it's gonna get good soon. It's gonna get really good. I'm gonna really enjoy it. Like, yeah, this is fine. But come on, get to the good stuff. Like, it to me, it was just a bit too slow. It did it just a bit too 
meandering. It didn't really have a strong enough story for me. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like in terms of like the tone and everything. I mean, I love period setting uh, films set in peri- period setting. Like, I love like 60s, 70s sort of era films. That like, to me, that's like it gets a whole step up. You know, a star rating, an extra star for me as soon as you put a film and it's done well. Um, so like. You know, I've just obviously watched like Rocket Man recently and stuff, and that mm-hmm. and that that mm-hmm. adds to you know, like I, I can instantly be like, okay, yeah, I enjoy this film more because it's set in a period setting, um, or like I think of like almost famous. I think we've ever seen that in terms yeah, of yeah, sort yeah. of rock, yeah, rock vibe and that, that sort of feel. And again, so yeah, for me, I really like, I really enjoyed that part of it, but like I didn't like the characters particularly. I just struggled with them. They just yeah. they just mm-hmm. grated against me. Uh, like I I didn't. <laughs> I didn't find it that funny. There was some funny bits and the funny bits that were in there, I wanted more of it. I wanted more of Justin Timberlake. I wanted more of Kylo Ren um, <laughs> and that whole, like, the whole whole Mr. Kennedy st- stuff was great. Um, but really, it was just, for me, felt a bit disappointing and I was just a bit sad that it wasn't better than it could have been. Um, like, for me, a film that once has a much more, it's, I, I kind of like that sort of happy ending sort okay, of feel yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. And even right. though it's it's quite sad in certain points in that that film, this just didn't have that. And then to top it all off, I kind of I mean I got afterwards after I thought about it, I understood what they were doing with the ending, where they go back, mm. it all just loops around. Yep. And you the, the start end of the film, and you know it's the end of the film, and it goes back again to the start. And it sort of made sense, like as a film, it what they're doing with it as a film, it made sense. But as I was watching it, I was like, uh, what, what? Oh, it's just sort of confusing. And then, and I was just sort of like, uh, I was I was hoping for more. And anyway, me, mm. me and my wife have watched it and I didn't I didn't enjoy it. It was a bit disappointing. It was fine in some parts. <laughs> just a little bit disappointing for me. Fine. But my wife really hated it. Oh my goodness. Really? She just did not oh, like no. it wow. at all. Wow. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna get back. So that's me out of the way. Okay. I'm so I'm sorry to be negative. No, 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 no. Definitely, and talking, talking to you guys about this, it's definitely made it. me think about it more. Yeah. And I think going into it, thinking about how him as how them as a character, how his characters have been affected by the the, the suicide, uh, definitely of you know, the, the of the musical uh, mm-hmm. musician part there, like that definitely has an af- big impact. And I think if I watched it again, it would definitely probably. Mm. Be easy, easy watch, and probably enjoy it a bit more. But yeah, basically, I was just a bit disappointed. I wanted, I wanted more from it. Yeah, I understand. Yes, that completely. Like, I think it takes some a certain type of person to enjoy this type of film. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyone who has any all the negative things that you have said are so like they make sense. They make sense. They're they're good reasons to not like this film. Mm-hmm. If it was like one of those, like it was just stupid, or you know, j- just it, if if whatever you were saying, just like was it, it just I, I basically what I'm trying to say is I completely yep. understand why you don't like this. You, film. you know, it reminds me of I I recently watched Whiplash and I've been meaning to see that a long oh, time. Oh really? And I I love that film, yeah. but I was watching it with my wife and she's not a musician and she kind of said to me, she's like, <clears throat> I kind of get it, but. I also there was lots of points where I just for whatever reason wasn't connecting with it, and I was sort of yeah. thinking, well, that makes sense because it's very much about this this drummer mm. and a lot of elements of that film. It, it's not I hate to, it's not like oh you you, you don't get it because you're not a musician. No, but, yeah. absolutely not. Yeah, I think that, not that to not get not that. I guess to go to that next level of of 
connection or, mm. or enjoyment. I think, yeah, sometimes, yeah. That's... It, I, it, I guess, sorry, just one, one more thing. I think the, for the Coen brothers, I think what they were trying to do, they probably did hit everything they wanted yeah, to do. Yeah, they did, yeah. I think, mm. I think but they did. I just wanted them to do something different. It It was a moment in someone's life. You were mm. getting a week with them and then you were leaving them again. You were never going to get a, uh, a resolution. Mm. You were never going to get a finalized um, uh, like thing with the character. Mm. It, you, you literally, you just it was just a moment in time and then it's gone again. Um, and you were either going to enjoy it or you were not going to enjoy it. Like... I think it's definitely grown on me though. Think, like, thinking about it and writing notes about it and stuff, it definitely has grown on me a bit more. Mm-hmm. But just as a movie watching experience, I just uh, yeah. But anyway, yes. sorry to be a downer. Go you're not. You're not being. I just. You're not being a diner. I've, we've sat three Halloween together. That's <laughs> dining. Like we were really dissing on that film. Whereas it yours, like I totally understand it completely. Like yeah. I knew yeah. that you didn't like it when you messaged because you you didn't say anything. And whereas like we're pulled opposite in that you you hold your reserve so well. And I go, no, it was terrible. <laughs> Give me that time back. I'm not even gonna back again. Um, Heather said something really interesting to me. Um, uh, she said, it's a film that you watch, not analyze. And I was like, I want to agree with that, but I've just analyzed it. <laughs> so I can't, but I totally like, I totally understand what she's saying. Like, I totally think like it, it would be nice to just watch that film and just let it wash over you. And then just like, you just had it. And then maybe watch it again and let it wash over you again. Instead of taking it apart like we have, it would be quite nice to to do that. And I think Coen Brothers are very good at that. Mm. Of just letting you just watch a film and then mm. you can analyze the films, obviously, but um, or just just being able to just watch a really good film. They just make nice. make good films, don't they? Yeah. Have you got any final thoughts, Bill? Yeah, I mean, we've covered I think pretty much everything, but definitely like just the the kind of final thing for me is like it was that that perfect storm when i was watching it again and um i'm i'm just really glad to have been able to enjoy that film at that time because mm-hmm. i think for me yeah. again with all those little little moments like um there's just a lot there's a lot kind of left as you say unresolved and i really like that it's sort of like you say it's that snapshot and um you know I I like films like that where they're not they're not patronizing they're not just kind of you know I mean this is just my view I guess but like I don't sometimes I quite like it when you, they're leaving a few things open a few a few loose ends in a sense to sort of so you can make make over what you want mm-hmm. in that way yeah, and I, I absolutely think, and I so I really I really like that it's sort of like I'll always have that kind of to look back on a bit in terms of this film and and again like the messages of it. Uh, and the music as well. I guess yeah. almost like one of the key things, I guess, is that that, that endures, you know. Um, people come and go, uh, musicians rise and fall or whatever. You know, even even Bob Dylan. We didn't mention Bob Dylan. Oh, my goodness, yeah. <laughs> How bad's that? The, end. the <laughs> ending has Bob Dylan in it. I love that. And they mentioned El- they Elvis as well. Yeah, they, they do, yeah. Just casually. Where, where did they mention Bob Dylan? I missed He's this. literally in the film. Like, he's, you know, the dude with the harmonica yeah. at the end as, yeah. like, as he's going outside. It's pretty like it's like it's, it's, they're just sort of mentioned, right? Okay. You know? um, but yeah, but but I love that almost like it's like yeah, like almost whoever it is, like those those messages of 
music and what it what it means what it communicates how important that is and actually it, i took away very much from it it's like it, it's not about if you're successful or not as a musician yep. i think yes. you know like actually um again it's like it, i mean we could talk a lot about music yeah yeah i just it, it was it was so enjoyable i really like yeah i really really enjoyed the film good i'm glad I'm glad to. I'm glad to. Well, thanks so much, guys, um, for listening to uh, Movie Quest. Um, if you would like to contact us, you can contact us on Instagram at MovieQuestCast or use the hashtag uh, MovieQuest as well because uh, we, we check that out. And we also, you can email us on MovieQuestPod at gmail.com. Well, cheers, guys. Thank you very much. And if you want to uh, catch oh, any yeah, sorry, of uh, yeah. Phil's T-shirt related, oh, football shirt related uh, <laughs> activities. Where can we find you? On Twitter. If you're really shirts into in, it, you'll find it. Phil Dale's on Twitter, and you'll be like, "What? This guy is way too into football shirts." But yeah, I mean, if you if you're into it, no, nah, you, you can deep dive on everything as long as it's not like Destiny or something. It's fine, isn't it? <laughs> awesome. Nice. Thanks, guys. It's been been a good. Uh, yeah, we've enjoyed having you on. Pretty good time. Yeah. Welcome good. back anytime. Oh yeah, actually, yeah, always. Oh, nice. um, the two guests that we've had on have been better at podcasting than us. And uh, on that note, uh, we're about to hit well, the one-hour mark. So uh, I'll see you later, guys. See you later.